just trying to live, laugh, or love? Or are you just trying to do all of the above? This is the podcast for you. If you're an aspiring comic, a headlining comic, a class clown, or just an average bro or doe looking for a good time, you, my friend, are in the right place. Welcome to the magical world of Just Trying to Podcast. Here we go! Welcome, triers, doers, and everything in betweeners. This is Just Trying to Podcast with your host, Mike Tony Heath. This week is all about just trying to balance life and work. So where are we going? We're going to kick this week off with some comments, some comedy tips. We're going to talk about the work-life balance and then uh, where I'm performing to stay in the loop. Uh, Thank you for sending in your comments from the episode number seven, Just Trying to Use Your Gifts. We have one comment that we're going to read from the great state of Missouri commenter named Mason quote Mike I think I'm better than you at comedy and pickleball also Flame NATO is a sick band name dibs okay Mason thank you I did ask that question so I should be prepared for whatever answer may come my way but pickleball you're probably better than me at comedy if you have been doing it for longer than, what's well, like three months? Pretty new, pretty fresh, pretty green, as they say. Pickleball, I've only played pickleball once since high school. I really enjoyed those those two weeks during high school when we, when we played pickleball. I'm into it now. I like being in the kitchen. If you don't know what Flame Mato is, go back to listen to episode seven to see what Mason's talking all about. And you can have it. You've dibs it, Mason. Good luck. What do you play? What's your band name? Check out my band, Jimmy Chuckles and the Fire Ants, with my good friend Chuck. If you have more comments, write in at MikeTonyHeath at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your questions, comments. You can also drop a comment on YouTube or Spotify. If you haven't followed and and subscribed on Spotify or YouTube, do, do that right now. Do it. Just do it. Shia LaBeouf said it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Don't let another day go by where you're not subscribed to Just Trying to Podcast. Follow the channels. All right, folks. We got some comedy tips. Comedy tips from The Goal, a.k.a. Gary Goleman. We've been going through these. He has these tweets from a few years ago where he tweeted out a comedy tip every day. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know what it is. If not, check the link in the description of this episode. This is tip number 314. Here's what the goal says. Print this out and hang it where you will see it frequently. Memorize it and heed it. Pay heed. This is commentary. Pay heed. Just like rock chalk. M-I-Z, baby. All right. Back to the goal. Sean Fitzgerald gave me a copy in 1993, the year I was born, by the way, that I still have in Peabody. 
Is Peabody a type front? I think LeBron James has it tattooed on him. Here's the quote. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives val, val, that three syllables, valiantly, valiantly, that's four syllables, I can count, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at their worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never who have never known either victory nor defeat that is a quote from Teddy Roosevelt wow that is that is a quote that's a long quote it's about the man in the arena not tom brady it's about the one who gets in there and does it for a worthy cause. And uh, in comedy, you fail greatly. I failed greatly last night at Bomb Shelter at 4B's Tavern in in Seattle. And I thought to myself, I am so bad at comedy. I am the worst. I'm sure most comedians think that I'm an aspiring comedian myself. So I'm going to get back up. At least I dared greatly. I want I don't want to be a cold, timid soul who gives up. I do enjoy it when I get a laugh. Gosh, that is good stuff. All right. Another tip from the goal. Do not fixate on that one person with that stone face in the crowd. It is distracting and is just reinforcing insecurities. Instead, find those people who are getting you and let their reaction in. Those are the ones who matter. They'll be back. I think this is a good word. I think we're we're vibing now. We are vibing now. It took me a while to get into this podcast, but this tip, tip number 32, 332, I'm ready to go. We're just trying to podcast. We're just trying to live, laugh, or love. And that's... That's important. Whether you're on stage performing comedy and there's that person in the front row, they got a stone face, who knows why they showed up to this show or open mic. They are not having a good time. They don't even look like they're trying to have a good time. So whether you're on stage and that's going on or you're giving a presentation at work and someone's in the front just sipping their coffee, checking Instagram, or they're yawning, or wherever you're at, you're trying to... People are supposed to be giving you their attention, and they're not. Or they're giving you their attention, but they look so uninterested in what you're doing. Do not fixate on them. I think that's such a good word. Whether you're doing comedy or anything, if you, you know, haters are going to hate. But let your haters be your elevators. Or if you are too insecure, like me, I cannot most of the time let them elevate me. I need to find someone else who is connecting in the audience or in the crowd or if I'm giving a presentation at work or selling an idea to somebody 
and it is so easy. You just start spiraling. They hate me. They think I'm the worst. They think this idea, this joke is so stupid. We have to get out of that. And even if there's no one in the group, in the crowd, who is vibing with you, if they're vibing, just fixate. I was on an open mic on Wednesday this last week at the Water Wheel in, in Seattle. And it's a great room. I love it. I, I don't feel like I was connecting with most of the audience, but there was this group of women there who I feel like were really vibing. They, we were vibing together. Uh, so I just, I kind of turned and started just performing for them. You know, I, I tried to make eye contact with everybody else to see if anybody else wanted to vibe. They didn't. Uh, not as, I think that's just, I wasn't, it's nothing against them. I think, what a, wow, we're, we're off topic here. Uh, but speaking about the crowd, because I think there's, most of the time it's not a bad crowd. You know, we, we I hear this saying all the time where it's easy to blame the crowd. You know, it's easy to blame others instead of just saying, I'm not funny. Or like, that actually wasn't a good idea. And I think that's that goes back to just not taking yourself too seriously. I think that's important. This light just went out. If you're watching the video version of this and not just listening. We got this new microphone. We're, you know, we saved up a couple months to get this microphone Hopefully it sounds better. Let me know in the comments what you think. Next thing will be lighting, you know, one step at a time. All right, here's our last comedy tip is tip 317. That is 317. That is 317. All right, here's what the goal said. Many times the crowd hasn't settled down when you take the stage. The best way to settle them down is to talk slowly and quietly until they are quiet. Yelling at them to quiet down will make you into a substitute teacher. Slow and low. And there are some cool substitute teachers out there, like my friends Anthony Pablo and Avery Johns. You know, they've been or are substitute teachers and those are some cool guys I mean I would have loved to have either one of them as a substitute teacher in high school or middle school everybody doesn't like typically don't like the substitute teacher but it's not the substitute teacher's fault you know in general we're speaking in generalities here but yelling at someone to quiet down just yeah, it just doesn't usually work. It and even if they get quiet, it just changes the tone. You know when you're at a dinner and everyone is talking loudly and someone tries to get attention and then they're just like, "Hey!" You know what I mean? Like everyone's like, "Whoa, bro. We're out here just vibing, trying to have some fun." Didn't know it was quite like that. But if you got that low and slow I think that takes confidence. There's this comedian here in Seattle that I've been meeting at the mics. I'm blanking on her name right now. She's really funny. Very deadpan, low and slow. But it it does, it works for her. I haven't figured it out. All right, those are three comedy tips from The Goal.
Now we're going to be talking all about balancing life and work. How to balance life and work. I don't know if you guys saw this recently, but there was this trial run of a four-day work week in Great Britain or England or the UK. Are those the same things? That's what we're all wondering right now. I sure don't know. And they had 61 British companies uh, participate in this pilot program researching uh, the efficacy of a four-day work week versus a five-day work week. And the results were conclusive. I'm not sure if that's the word I wanted to use there. Uh, resounding that a four-day work week is preferred by employers and employees, or at least that they both reported benefits. I think the employees preferred it. <laughs> so there was these there was 3300 workers from banks, marketing and healthcare and other industries who participated in this study. I can't remember how long they did it for. Uh, but their responses were uh, as the New York Times says overwhelmingly positive that 90% of those employees said they definitely wanted to continue with a four-day work week. What about y'all? Would you guys like a four-day work week? I think that is amazing. I love the idea of a four-day work week. And so did these folks who participated in this program. None said that they definitely did not want to. So no one said that. Okay. And 15%, no amount, here's what 15%, this is from the New York Times, 15% said no amount of money would motivate them to accept a five-day, five-day, my Missouri's showing, accept a five-day schedule at their next job. So 15% of the folks who participated in this study reported that no amount of money, which I'm not sure that is, I mean, Maybe, that, maybe that's how much they loved it. That really, no amount of money. If someone said, I'm going to 5X your salary if you work five days, they say, nah, I'm good. I mean, that's that's a bold claim, folks. And about 70% of the folks from this study said that they had reduced levels of burnout by the end of the trial. And this got me thinking, which I, I love that, is... Because if you do not have a work-life balance, you burn out, and everything goes wonky. Like, I think the power of working out, you know, just getting a good sweat in, 30 minutes. You know, I, try, I shoot for five days out of the week at least to get a good sweat in. Get nice and sweaty, get the blood pumping, getting that zone five workout in, you know, where, whether it's a run or pumping some iron but if you're working too much now I think that there's some there's probably some situations like and if you're an accountant right now you are in tax season baby that's got to be tough you know maintaining work-life balance but I think it's all about prioritizing like if you're prioritizing things right and it sounds like from this four-day work week you know th those folks are trying to they're trying to do something with their lives. You know, when they say, 
for 15% said for no amount of money would I go back to five days a week. That is probably shocking. I, I wonder if we ran that same experiment in the United States, what the percentage would be. I would be astounded if 15% of Americans said that, like, and really meant it. Like, let's just say those 15% truly meant it, that even if someone kept, came up and said, I'm going to 10x your salary to work five days instead of four, and they still said no, like, let's just believe that that's true. I feel like as Americans, we are just about the dollars in the sense. So much, so much that it could we give up money for a four day, like if, if this was your situation right now, your boss came to you and said, you can work a four day work week or you and, and make the same amount of money, the same amount of money. So you're currently working five days a week and your boss comes to you and says, you can work four days and get paid the same amount, or you can work the fifth day and I will add, let's just say 50%. So 50% increase to your salary. Which one are you taking? I personally would be very tempted to take the five-day work week. What about you? And I don't know if the answer to that question is really that important, but it just, yeah, again, it got me thinking about work-life balance. Like, there's so much to do. There's so many good things to do. You know, right now, I'm trying to be faithful at work, and I'm trying to be a faithful husband. Just been married for coming up on three months here in the next week or so. Going to be at three months of marriage, so I'm trying to be really good at that. I'm trying to stay healthy, you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I'm trying to spend time with God regularly, trying to work out trying to get my mind right and I'm trying to do comedy so I really got you know four main focuses right now but it's but then you're like I also have friends you know it's like where where do my friends that probably fits in like the healthy thing so golly I'm just trying to say life is complex and how do we balance it all and because then you get at the end of your week and you're like, gosh, I didn't get all that the work projects done I wanted to. I feel behind at work. I feel behind in maybe a hobby that you have. Or, you know, I for the last week, I've been doing this uh, challenge for just one week. I want to write for at least 10 minutes every day to work on a joke premise, a punchline, just to be writing comedy for at least 10 minutes, hopefully 15 every single day. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I've missed one day so far out of this out of this week. So, you know, I can look at that and be like, gosh, you know. But also, you know, it's 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 an off week. I'm out of rhythm. So I'm trying to get into that rhythm, trying to balance work and life. Like what is most important to me? And I think prioritization. So if you haven't done like an audit, something I like to do is like an audit of my week and just say, here's everything I'm trying to get done in a week, and then I just put it on an Excel sheet, and like, where is it going to get done? Because if it can't fit in, you know, and I'm trying to get eight hours of sleep, if I can't get all that done, what's got to get cut? Because I want to rank things, you know, what's more important? My marriage is the most important thing. You know, work and and health and comedy, you know, how's it all going to fit in there? What needs to be cut? Because I can't cut what's most important. 
loving God and loving my wife. You know, that at the end of the day is what's most important. So I don't know what I'm trying to say is let's let's bring up to our bosses. You know, it worked in in Europe. Let's try it here, boss. But if that doesn't work, I got another good idea for you. Even if it does work, I got a I got a good idea for you. I've something I've been doing, and we're gonna be we're gonna be laying in this plane here with this idea. Is this idea of the Sabbath? The Sabbath. This uh, it's a Christian practice, also a Jewish practice. I'm not sure if any other religions practice it, but I think it has been probably one of the most transformative rhythms that I've implemented into my life when it comes to work-life balance and just overall enjoyment of life, I would say. You know, I say my motto for life is real simple. It's to always laugh, it's to love selflessly, and it's to live on 10. If you're doing those three things, it's going to be a good life. And that's what I'm all about, just trying to vibe it out. But here's here's how the the Sabbath fits into that is I heard my friend quote this other person this week or a couple weeks ago. He said the Sabbath is like for six days you dominate the world. You know, that's what you're out doing. You're out working hard. You know, you're going to bed tired. You're just laboring in all of the areas that you're responsible for. And then on that seventh day, you get dominated, <laughs> which it's weird phrasing, but it it got me thinking just, yeah, just being able to to kind of unlock that soul, that inner person level of really to be reset every week. You know, Jesus said he was Lord of the Sabbath, and this was that this was the Sabbath was God's gift to us. We weren't made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for us. This is how actually we're created. We're wired to be. You know, and if you're if you're not a follower of Jesus and you're listening to this right now, I I I encourage you to practice the Sabbath as well. Give it a shot. You know, and if you're a follower of Jesus, you know, you've got some extra motivation because this is what uh, the word of God says that we're actually wired to work six days. And just rest on a Sabbath. And I know there's some circumstances out there where this seems uh, unpractical or it's just hard to implement. And I think, you know, that's that's what Jesus is saying. I feel like there's some freedom there is that the Sabbath doesn't save us, you know, that we we are saved from our sins, from Christ alone, that Jesus alone is the one who has brought us from spiritual death to new life in him, that in him alone we live eternally that the the sabbath is this gift of of growing in health i believe and in growing in christ likeness so if you can i think it's a beautiful gift it's more than a day off uh, of work it's all about enjoying god enjoying life it's a day of rest renewal and rejoicing the sabbath is all about resting in God, being renewed in our spirit and rejoicing in life, in the gospel, in God's presence in our life, in the things that we enjoy. You know, like, what do you enjoy? I, I One thing I love to do on my Sabbath is go out into a park and just go for a walk. No music, no headphones, 
Sometimes I'll bring some memory verse cards with me, but just going out in the woods and just being alone with God, walking. You know, maybe it's playing basketball, it's shooting some hoops, it's getting some dunks in. Maybe it's reading a good book. I love to read a good book. I'm into some sci-fi, reading through the Dune series right now. What it Dune? Whatever it is, maybe it's making a good meal. I hate cooking with a burning passion. So making a meal on my Sabbath sounds like work. So you know what? I'm not going to do it on my Sabbath. I'm going to eat leftovers. And uh, if it's in the budget, I'm going to go get a nice meal out. If it's in the budget. Another another thing I've heard about the Sabbath is no crying on the Sabbath. Now, again, this isn't law, but I like that. It's it's like, hey, I'm going to do my, and this is a challenging one. I don't actually don't know what I believe about this, but it's an inter, it's an idea I am entertaining. So this is a thought in process, but I don't know. You know, I what do I know? I am just uh, a man, a 29-year-old man made in Missouri, based in Seattle, just trying to live, laugh, or love. I don't know anything. All I know is that uh, God is real. I know that much, and the devil's a liar. God is real, and the devil's a liar. I know that much, but that's an interesting idea. I think just rejoicing, like that the Sabbath is this gift of rejoicing, and this has been a fun podcast. I like to think about these things. I'm trying to think about uh, my work-life balance and, and just trying to enjoy life. You know, how does, how does everything not become too much? Thank you so much for listening to this week of The Potty, episode number eight. We made it past seven, folks. Number seven is what I've been reading, where podcasts go and die. If you if you can't make it past episode seven, like that's like the average success rate is two episode seven. So we've made it to episode eight of just trying to podcast because we're just trying to live, laugh, and love. Thank you so much for listening. I do have a show uh, that's not set in stone, but pretty much going to happen at the end of March. So be on the lookout. You can go to uh, my website, MikeTonyHeath.com. You can sign up for the newsletter there. You can follow me on Instagram. I'll be letting you guys know. You can come see me, hopefully not bomb. I've been working on some sets, trying to get some jokes out. Email me at MikeTonyHeath at gmail.com if you have any ideas you want to be featured on the podcast. you think there's someone I need to interview for the podcast, let me know. And as always, my friends, stay funny and stay weird. Great shot.